worry. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scooch Brunson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on with you, brother? Man, just uh just a little sore, man. Tried to do the uh well trying to do what well, not even trying, I am. Well, in some people's eyes. It depends on where you view the shit. <laughs> but trying to do the right thing, man. I uh I actually went, man. <laughs> hey, I actually went and got went and got the back shot yesterday, man. I got my first one yesterday. Really? Yeah, man. I went. I went and did it, man. man you know. Uh, so I, I still got a sore left arm, but you know it. what I'm saying. But it was. I, I gave it. I gave it some time. I, I've mm-hmm. always said, you know what I'm saying. I'm wait. I know some people who got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? The old lady got it. She got it way back, way back in February. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My mom's got it. My dad got it. My sister got it. Mark got it. So it's just like I spoke to everybody. So everybody felt. Everybody said they're good, this, that, this, that. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been learning about it, learning more stuff about it. And then it's just like with this Delta variant thing that's out now. Yeah. So it's just like, you know what? I said, let me stop fucking around. So. I went and got my first one. I get my I get my second one uh on the twenty third of this month. So Okay. So you know, just trying to do the right thing, man. Trying to do the right thing out here in Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Congratulations, man. Um I, I don't have none of that joint. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get that one shot, bro. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting till the very last minute. I was I mean, dude, I w I was too. I was waiting. I was never gonna be the first in line. I, I never, can't yeah. think of I can't think of anything when I was first in line. Like I never, I ain't do like standing in line for Jordan. Mm-hmm. I ain't nope. do that. Like I let, I'm letting them work all the bugs and the kinks out of that bad boy. And then that way, when that first wave turned into zombies or whatever they turned into, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that you know what I'm saying. I wasn't a part of that crowd, man. Uh, I think, I, I think eventually, um, I'm gonna have to get it. Uh, my job, we've been talking about it here and there. Um, there's been some murmurs about it, so I might end up having to get it just for my job. But um, yeah, I I I made a, a case to, you know, if it uh if it messed around with my livelihood, as far as you know, what I'm saying how I get my money, I definitely gotta get it. But if I can go through without it, you know, what I'm saying then I will, but because I'm not partially um getting shots, you know, what I'm saying I'm not scared of them, but you know what I'm saying? I just know how it is when you take them shots, man. You know what I'm saying? You be sick, you be tore down so your body can get used to it. I don't be wanting to go through with that part. Um, but I've, I've talked to a few people who got it, you know what I'm saying? They ain't really had no issues with it or anything like that. So, yeah, I think um, if my job mess around and say that we got to get that thing, then I'm on my way to get it. It'll be Johnson & Johnson for me. <laughs> hey, the funny thing. So my my dad had got that one. 
Yeah. And Mark had got that one. Mark, Mark is now trying to do some research and talk to people about actually getting either uh, Moderna or Pfizer because he just feels that the Johnson and Johnson don't have, like, basically, it's not as strong as the other ones, basically. Right. Yeah. So he was looking into and doing research on actually getting more. So, so I mean, it's it's all it's all what people you know. I decided to go with Pfizer, um, mm-hmm. but I also know that it's not what some people seem to believe and think that it is. Like I know it's not a, it's not. The, the, I think the problem is the name. I think they shouldn't call it the COVID-19 vaccine because it's mm-hmm. not a COVID-19 vaccine. Like, all it does is just basically give your body, you know I'm saying, the antibodies to fight it so you don't be hospitalized, basically. like It's more it's like really a coronavirus vaccine. It no, it's not even a coronavirus vaccine. It was never a coronavirus. Like, they've been working on this vax for years, but they started working on it. What the fuck is it for then? They started working on this when SARS had came. Right, that's coronavirus. And ba- well, it's a different type of coronavirus. Yeah. And like basically they just basically all it is, it just like it's just something they put in you to fight off infections. Like better. Uh, basically. Now now I'm going back to the other side on that one. I don't know now. Because if it ain't because- if it ain't specifically for the coronavirus, then how the hell is this shit helping me fight off the coronavirus? Because it's basically so you don't get It's basically an immune booster. Yeah, that's all it is, an immune booster. Nah, nah, because yeah, it's like if you if you get it, if you get it, right, without yeah. the shot, and you don't have, like, the antibody to fight it off, mm-hmm. you can end up like Ebro's brother, where yeah. he was in ICU for like six months. Right. And then, you know what I'm saying? He had to learn how to walk again, talk again, all that type of shit. So, but if you got it and you get it, because that's the misconception. That's why I say it's mm-hmm. not a COVID-19 shot, because you still can get COVID-19. Right. You can still, just, and you can still pass it on, right? Yeah. But you just won't feel the effects of it. Basically. Right. You basically so, will see because it's it's I guess it depends on what you get too because I I know some people um to get it and still get hospitalized too so it, it's a lot of that's I, I'm glad you said what you said do your research because it's important to do that that way you know what I'm saying um you know you know exactly what you're getting into. I think that was very smart of you to go and talk to people who already got it and then do your own independent research behind that. So I know for a fact that you didn't just jump into it. You know what I'm saying? This is something that you really took time to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you really actually took the time to learn about it and do that type of stuff. And that's the same thing I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to, um, I'm waiting till after you get your second one. You know what I'm saying? We definitely going to talk. Cause I need to, I need to know all the information. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm a, I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look through each one, man, and see what they talking about. But eventually, I'm gonna get it, man. Cause I think my job is gonna crack down, and uh, and they gonna hold off until, you know what I'm saying? Like for everybody who don't got it, they are gonna try to hold off and and get everybody who has it. Because it's, it's, and then like, man, with this with this Delta variant. Or whatever mm-hmm. they saying, it's starting to affect kids. You know, like when it's yeah, big time. So 
and they have it at 12, and I talked to the lady that gave me my shot, and I told her, because my kids was with me, and mm-hmm. I said, you know, I haven't spoke to their mother yet, but, you know what I'm saying, but when I do, I said, you know, it's something that's on my mind. Like, I'm not saying I'm going to, but I just said it's something that, you know, that I thought yeah. about, and she was like, well, how old are they? I told them, and I was like, both of them got birthdays this year, and my youngest would be 12, and she was mm-hmm. like, what I would do if you decide to go with it is just basically wait till he's 12 and then you can get both of them done at the same time. Boom, boom, boom. If mm-hmm. I decide to do that. So, you know, the, and that's something else to even think about. But then at the same time, that's just like, cause I was talking to my youngest and cause I said something about shots and my oldest was like, yeah, I just got one. Cause he had to get that help B shot. You know, when he yeah, turned 13. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like with them being that age, you know what I'm saying? They get they already getting vaccines and everything else like that. So I'm definitely going to look into it for their sake because I believe that they might have to get to even go back to school now. So yeah, that's another thing might be a thing. So. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, because I was telling him, I said, "Hey, I said you got one coming up, and you 13 anyway, so it don't matter. Like mm-hmm. you're getting stuck either way. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to get yeah. that help shot. So. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I just, I just did what I had to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm a little, still a little so. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think, I'm, I mean, I'm think about I'm, <laughs> You said what? <laughs> I think I'm going to other all next time, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, like, this ain't the first vaccine I done got. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for yeah. me, it ain't no, it ain't no thing to wear. Because at first I was like, when I first heard about what was going on and they just popped up with it, I was like, hell no, I ain't getting no vaccination shot. Like, nah, they keep that. And then I was like, I if I do get it, I'll wait. And I was like, and I ain't rushing in to get nothing. I'm like, so far, you know what I'm saying, when everything was happening, I'd never caught it. So, you know what I'm saying, I'm one of the lucky ones to never catch it. And then I said, on top of that, you know what I'm saying, like I got the sales of He-Man, so I really don't really have to get sick. You know what I'm saying? Like getting sick really ain't a part of my repertoire. So, See, you sound like me. And that's, that's why, because you want to know the only thing I worried about, and then I got to finally ask you how you doing. Is the fact of mm-hmm. I have a pretty strong immune system. Like I really don't mm-hmm. get sick. You know what I'm saying? Like even yeah. my ex, she had that shit. I don't know what it is, but like she would get strep throat like easy. Mm-hmm. Never had it before in my life. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like I've always looked at it like I I just don't get sick. Like I've been at FedEx as long as I've yeah. been there. I really only called in like sick, like. Mm-hmm. four times going on 13 years like i just don't really get yeah. sick like that and i was just like i hope it don't yeah. get me in a situation where it's like oh man you know i don't got sick and it's just like i don't get sick that often but i mean i think i'm gonna be fine well, see, i mean i'm good yeah that's the thing like because when you don't get sick like that when you do get sick man you be sick so oh yeah yeah when i'm sick of that like but see even yeah, the last yeah. time the last the last time i called in though that's when i had that damn uh Vertigo shit. Now that's just different. Mm-hmm. That shit right there was. Yeah. That shit had me on my ass, but like I couldn't. Yeah. Man, I couldn't. I couldn't lay down on my side. I couldn't lay on my back. Stomach didn't matter. Just everything Dang. started spinning, but I just had to throw up. But it was crazy. <laughs> that shit was crazy. And I'm that's still crazy. fucked up, dude. I, I, I say this one thing. So when you walk into the, have you been to Wonderworks, the upside down house thing? Have you ever been to any of those? So basically when you walk when you first walk mm-hmm. in, it has this this it's not a wall, but it's like a tunnel and it's spinning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
and it makes people. Oh, and the spiral, know, the spiral paint on it. Listen, my guy, I can't do it. I had to close. I had to. I had to close my yeah, eyes and pull the rails. Cause it's like, it's yeah. like I can't, I can't do it. But it's like that shit. It fucked up yeah. my equilibrium, and I can't do it. But I will say this: Let me ask you, how you doing? I, I found out because I thought I wasn't gonna be able to ride roller coasters. I still can ride roller coasters. Mm-hmm. The boy's still in business, so I'm happy about that. But anyway, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Everything good with you? Man, I am amazing. But what? You too old to be riding roller coasters, bro? Man, get the hell out of here, man! Listen. You roller can still ride roller coasters, bro? Yes, man. Yes, man. Roller coasters is shit, man. It gives you that rush, man. You gotta have that rush in your life, man. I'm telling you. Bro, I had I'm enough. I had enough rush in my life. I don't need to go like down roller no, coaster. No, no, no. You gotta have that feeling <laughs> in your gut. Like when you're going up, and clink, 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 and then he's just looking, you're getting higher and higher, and then that clink and stop, and then yeah. you already know. Here we go. Hey. That feeling, it's no feeling like that in the world, man. That's like that's the only time you can get that feeling, that feeling in your gut when you see that you see that drop coming, and there's nothing that you can do but take it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so, it's like th- this was the first time my youngest he rode a roller coaster for the first time. We went to Legoland, and uh, so that was that that was fun. But he ended up liking it. So, but he he's he's down for the thrill like me. So. That's what's up, man. But yeah, man, I, I I've made it official. I'm way too old to get on roller coasters, brother. I'm done with that, <laughs> that uh, phase of my life. I'm cool, man. I don't want nothing to do with that. But um, yeah, man, everything going good, man. Um, creative juices is flowing. You know what I'm saying? We talked off air about some things, and uh, you know what I'm saying? We we got some stuff cooking up. We got some stuff in the works. Um, isolated society, man. I got a new blueprint, new outline for that. So. Hopefully it goes the way I want it to go. Um, on this next one, I'll be giving the people that information um, within the next few episodes. But uh, for the time being, man, I ain't gonna lie, I'm excited, bro. Um, Dipset versus Deluxe tonight. You know what I'm saying? It's going yep. down. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see this versus. Um, and then on top of that, man, uh, my birthday is this week. And, oh uh, shit! You know what I'm saying? Can't wait for that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be 33 this Thursday. I think I'll be 33 this Thursday. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> yeah, I think I'll be 33 this Thursday. Yeah. Right. I'll be man, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. I'm dead serious, bro. I, I forgot how old I was. But no, nah, I'll be 33 this Thursday, bro. So, um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. I've never, I've never forgotten. I've never forgot how old I was. I mean, and then I have like said like the year before, before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I just turned 34 and I might say 33, but nah, 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 I'm 34, 34. I mean, I've done that, but I've never nah, just completely legit, blank. No, I legit know I'm over 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I know, I know I'm not, I know it's not 30 to I know it's not 30 or 31, but I have to, when I remember how old I am, I remember how old my little sister is first. And then if I forget her age, then my oldest son, that's how I remember how old he is. So he, he just turned 12. So I'll be 33. This guy right here. I would say this though. (laughs) And then I'm 10 years older than my little sister. So I know she turned 23. So yeah. 
And see, I am I am eleven years older than my nephew. That's how I always remember how old he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. But y'all, we gave y'all a bunch of just bullshit right there. <laughs> so, hey man, don't nobody at me either, bro. <laughs> man, we just we talked a lot of bullshit right there, but uh so let's do what we came here to do. We doing and also we changed the format for the people who follow you know, us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You seen what we was doing. We actually put mm-hmm. it out. We uh changed format a little bit just to give y'all a little heads up of what we're doing. So so even though we just came up with the music for coming soon, we still can do coming soon though. We still we still can play that. So Yeah, we definitely gotta uh, do coming soon. We just yeah, don't yeah, have to hide it from the people no more. Yeah. So this is what I love about the movie that we're doing today. We're doing, uh, y'all already seen the title. We're doing the Tomorrow War. Well, yeah. Tomorrow War. It's not the Tomorrow War. Uh, doing Tomorrow War. And this is what was very interesting and what I really liked about the movie. That this is a sci fi movie, but this sci fi movie gives you so much. So it gives you the sci fi part, it gives you aliens, it gives you time travel. But not only does it give you time travel, like they try to throw some sense into it, right? Yeah, they try to so, make it logical. Yeah, and, and, and look, we're getting right into it because I'm here to pie today. So you remember the scene where, oh man, I ain't even, I ain't even prepared. Oh uh, no. Uh, Foster, what's his name? What's the dad's name? Um, um, Dan. So Dan Foster, right? Mm hmm. So he's talking to uh the black dude that is um Charlie. When they I think it was yeah, it was Charlie. And he's like, Yo, have you noticed everybody in here is, you know, close to forty or over forty? Mm-hmm. He was like, Then you look at all of the young people and they are the ones who basically like are in charge. And so he was like, Why do you think that? He was like, I think what it is is something about them being young but like some of them but they can't use people of a certain age because they weren't born yet because the whole thing is they can only do 28 years and they explain it's just like you know imagine that you're on the river and we can only jump 28 years like we got we can take you there and take you back Mm -hmm. here same time period we can't we can't do anything else so I like that the logic that they threw in there. Now, the question I have for you is with them being able to tell you because they told him when he when Dan had went in, it was like, yo, you're gonna die in 2027 or some shit like that. Or 37 mm-hmm. or 27, something like that. And it just like what would you just in this instance, not not from what happened from the movie, but mm-hmm. what would you do if you was afforded that information, but then also you're talking to Charlie about what y'all are talking about? Like what like what would your mind state be in that situation? Okay, so initially um going into it. I ain't gonna lie to you, you know me, I'm a skeptic, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't trust 
not a lot of things the government says. Um, anything the government say, I'm I'm very very suspicious of. So this is the part for me um, that it wasn't necessarily confusing, but it did kind of set me for like it did kind of keep me aware on that. I was kind of I went alert on that one because the it was the government of the current time period, I mean, the current time, yeah, the current time period that was telling them when they were going to die, right? Yeah. Right. So my thing was, how can the current government give them the information from, you know what I'm saying, like the future government would know? You know what I'm saying? So like when they was when they was giving them the information about when they was gonna die, I think that that was they was just using that as a way to get people over there. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we could tell okay, you. When okay, okay. We can tell you when gonna die. But this is the thing that you also got to realize. Yeah, I'm thinking where they're getting it from is from let's call it the table of content from the jump from 28 years, right? Right. But you also got to look at this. So you remember when him and his daughter was talking, you know what I'm saying, when she was an adult, and she talked about how he died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if she said – she didn't say the year. Right. But he did get confirmation that he died. Yeah. I mean, anybody, you know everybody knows they're going to die. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows they're going to die. That ain't like a magic trick that they could just throw on you. Be like, what? <laughs> that ain't nothing. To do. <laughs> I mean, true, true. I, I guess, I guess it would have been more comfortable if she would have said the year. Then I guess it would have been like, that's what oh, I'm saying. Shit. If she would, now if she would have told him when it was or whatever, then that would have been a tad bit different. But outside of that, like for me, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't really like a a, a definite thing. But also, you also got to remember too that everything could change now because now they know how to uh they know how to kill the monsters now so if he's going back in time and then the outbreak happens or or the invasion happens and then they just instantly kill him off then what if that was the reason that he ended up dying in the car you know what i'm saying like dying in the uh, attack i mean in the uh in the attack Dying in the um car accident. Car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't know what led up to him. Even we just know that they talking about you gonna die on this date in 2027. And then she was like, "Yeah, you died." And it was like, okay, but that wasn't like the. They didn't even try to work that in there. It was just like I just to me I don't know. It just felt like the government was giving people that like because to me I didn't even understand what was the point of even saying that you are gonna die in 2027. Yeah, I thought that was dumbest. I thought that was dumb as well to even to even say that. But like, yeah, like so, that was pointless. So a synopsis of the movie is basically there's a soccer game going on. These people from the future just pop up on the fucking field. It's like, yo, it's we're fighting the this. World Cup. Yeah, yeah, the World Cup. So mm-hmm. and then it's and then also it's one of the most popular, most watched games other than the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So the World Cup is going on. People pop up out of this fucking great ass galaxy looking thing and so they pop up and it's like yo we're fighting a war in the future and we're losing and we need your help mm-hmm. and so Dan is some kind of 
scientist type of dude. Like he's yeah. applying for this job. He was a former uh, Marines guy. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get this job. He didn't get the he didn't get the uh didn't get the position or whatever. So basically, what the movie is is there's a war that's going on 28 years later, and they're trying to fight these aliens to save civilization, basically yep. because they're just here to eat, and that's all it really is. So mm-hmm. they're just here to terminate everything. So with that being said, to think about the concept of this, because it's like for them to start, because it got to a point when they started drafting people, mm-hmm. and because they had they had to make this treaty with the world to say that we're we're not fighting each other anymore we have to we have to fight these aliens right and yo these aliens wow listen <laughs> another level <laughs> they are another <laughs> level if these motherfuckers like this this vision of them yo we fuck yeah. like yeah like we done <laughs> like, what man. i what i liked about them what i liked about the aliens were the the complexity you know what I'm saying? Like, they weren't like the typical aliens that we used to seeing. So, like, you know what I'm saying? They, um, they were smart. They were very intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, when they was crawling and doing everything, they was actually shooting back at the people. You know what I'm saying? When the people were shooting them, they were shooting back. Or, like, if they was getting hit with bullets, they knew to turn their back because they had a hard exterior on their back. So it was protecting them from the bullets. And then they could still, you know what I'm saying, attack. Um, I forgot how, I think they was, uh, I think they could, they had like real keen sense of hearing. So, you know what I'm saying? Like if something happened to one of them, they all could get to the point to where they was at. Like, uh, when they stole, when they went to go get the queen, they had a whole stampede of them coming, you know what I'm saying, to, to come save the queen. So it was, it was a very interesting take on what aliens would look like in this, uh, in this movie. Yo, but they spitting these goddamn darts. But I was like, yeah. When I when I first seen it, I was just like, yo, boy. To to have something this fast, this quick, this smart, this vicious. It's like because mm-hmm. it really turned. I mean, like, dude, this was like that shit turned into a horror movie real quick. Yeah, like, like they was, man. It it was just it was just nuts. So, one dynamic that I wanted to speak to you about was the dynamic between Dan and his father, right? I know mm-hmm. you're thinking, why would you skip his wife and his daughter? I just thought that this was interesting because the conversation that they had. So, when he was first drafted, his wife is like, yo, let's run away, all this type of shit. And he was, he was with it at first. She was mm-hmm. like, do you know anybody? Look, you know the only person that can get you out of this situation. So he goes mm-hmm. to his dad, James, and after his dad threw a drink in his ass because he thought that he was wearing a wire. But this is the funny part. The funny part was like, yo, you think that the American, where well, the government is going to let me not get drafted to turn you in? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, who do you think you are? You thought you was that important? Today we're just going to be like, yo, if you get us this guy, 
you you out of the draft. So I thought yeah. that was funny for him to think that like they really out here looking for you. So right. But the dynamic that I wanted to talk about was because you've been around veterans. Because I remember you saying that your uncle, I remember your mm-hmm. uncle that was on the already home was uh was a veteran. Mm-hmm. So basically, Dan has a bad relationship with his father James because when he got back from the uh, Vietnam War, he wasn't the same. And right. he was like, yo, it was best for y'all to move on without me because basically mm-hmm. I wasn't in that mindset to take care of y'all. Now, Dan's view on that was that he went out like a coward. Mm-hmm. I see both points, but where did you stand on that conversation? Um, I, I'm, I was, I'm still on the fence about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm definitely on the fence because I understand what, how Dan felt. You know what I'm saying? Dan wanted his father around. Um, you know, it kind of sucks when you're a kid and then, you know, your dad come from, you know what I'm saying, war already, you, you know, you're worried about him dying over there. And then when he come back, all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, he basically abandoning everybody. And now, you know what I'm saying, you guys got to go through some struggle and go through what you go through because, you know what I'm saying, he ain't around. And then, you know, he ain't there to watch you play your games and watch you, you know what I'm saying, do anything. He wasn't there to, you know what I'm saying, shake your hand when you went off to the Marines and all that stuff. So I get Dan's point, but I also get um, James's point, too. That's his name, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I also get uh, James's point, too. Like, you know, coming from Nam, like, that's a totally different thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that messed a lot of people up. So, you know, as much as Dan wanted his dad to be there, you know what I'm saying, his dad could have been one of those dads that wake up in the middle of the night, and, you know what I'm saying, because they shell-shocked. And next thing you know, they got the whole house under hostage, you know what I'm saying, under under a hostage situation. And, you know what I'm saying, it, it might take them a minute to click in. You know what I mean? Ain't no telling what, like you said, what his mind state was. So, you know what I mean? I think it was it was best that that was the case. Um, salute to them for letting that character even have the the awareness and, the, and being keen enough to recognize that about himself, to even leave his family so he wouldn't have to, you know what I'm saying, let them suffer through that. I thought that was um I thought that was very interesting that they put that in there for uh James's character. But um no, nah, I I'm on the fence, man. I, I kinda get both of their sides. Um but I, I might be leaning a little bit more towards James knowing what we know about Vietnam, knowing what we know about people that came back from Vietnam, um, and everything that they've seen and some of the stuff that they've done. So yeah, I, I, I totally understand both sides though. I feel the same way because it's like, do you want him to be around and basically be a shell of himself? Yeah. Because like that's, Shit, put that's, a shell in you. Exactly. <laughs> because then he could, he could see you and might think, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You, you, you one of those, you know, Vietnamese kids. It's yeah, just, you, it's, it's, it's a tough. tough. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough pill to swallow, man, because like, I, I really, I really got both points. Mm-hmm. And, but at the time, Dan wasn't feeling it. He was just like, basically, you know, stop sending Christmas cards to my granddaughter. You're never going to meet her. You're never going to see her. You're yeah. never going to get a second chance. He took that route. Um, and I mean, do, do I think that, that he was a little hard on him? But like sometimes, man, when, when you're young and something traumatic like that happens to you and you really, really want it, you know, one of your parents to be around, 
you can't tell nobody how to deal with that pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so he did it the best way that he felt. And he felt at that time it was best to call his dad a coward. But like you said, I, we, we both in the agreements there. Uh, I also thought that it was, I thought it was dope to see that dynamic between Dan and the young Miri because you can tell that the intelligence level that he had, Mm -hmm. um, he taught a lot of it to her. He didn't didn't really, and then this is the thing that a lot of people got to understand. It's like, he didn't necessarily treat her like a kid. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, like that, that whole conversation of like, they say, don't baby talk to your baby. Right. You know, talk to your baby like it's any other person because they say that that helps them with their intelligence level. And he really, he spoke to her and treated her like she was like a teenager. You know, it, it wasn't like, because mm-hmm. I, I think she was seven. She, no, she was nine. She was nine. And so he he spoke to her but she was also she also was advanced. She was a very advanced nine year old. Yeah, you know, like like they had that conversation on the couch when he didn't tell her that he didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. He looked at his wife, and his wife saw his face, and she knew that he didn't. But she said the right things to mm-hmm. her dad at that time, and he was like, "Yo, I'm supposed to be telling you this." You know what nah, I'm fuck that. When he broke the uh, the cord for outside, and he was like, "I give you ten bucks if you don't tell." She was like, "Mm-mm, twenty. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I knew. I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's a she's a she's a smart one." Yeah, but then she also knew when he said, "Cause when he got back from his dad and his wife, Emmy checked his arm and saw he still had that thing on his arm." Yeah, and she was like, "You you're not going now," and he was like, no, like, just think about what our life is going to be if we're going to be on the run from the government. And so he's like, you know, I got to do this. So she looks at him and says, you have to go tell her. So how that scene ended up going, like, he, like you know, like you mentioned, um, she, well, she was trying to, she was trying to dig a hole for something. I can't remember exactly what she was digging for. And so he was teaching her how to do it, and he broke the uh, the water line thing uh, for the sprinklers. And he was like, 10 bucks to tell your mom that, that you did it. And she was like, 20. And he was like, all right. And he was like, yo, I'm going on a trip. And she looked at him with these tears in her eyes. It's like, you got drafted. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And so, like, that just told you right there just like yo like this girl like she she's really 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 smart and she's not yeah, playing she's from the fool man oh yeah so that that was dope and that's why we were not surprised of how she ended up turning out yeah so um you know what i'm saying going back a little bit to like you was um basically you was giving a synopsis of the story um they were watching the the uh World Cup game and then next thing you know it's like this weird phenomenon happens this big plasma ball pops up out of the sky next thing you know people jumping flying out of it and you know what I'm saying they just some lady pops up talking about you know what I'm saying people of the, of the past or the future or whatever they said we need your help um and this was also confusing to me um so 
they they pop out right and like you said they they can only go from wherever they were and then they just made it in time to where they was at because they didn't have enough time to fully build the base or i mean to fully do whatever they was doing on the base so wherever they was at they just happened to land at that time period mm-hmm. that was interesting to me because when we actually see where they are and where the base and everything is, they don't have no protection for real. Like literally no protection. Did you see how fat, how easy it was for them, for the aliens to climb up that wall and get yeah. into where the base was. So yeah. like for them to make it to that point, that was, that was amazing. It so, was, um, yeah, go ahead. That was I thought that was amazing. Especially in that context. I I think so. I think so as well. It's just the only thing like this is what confuses me. Is how we could be in present time. Like who was the first person to go 28 years later and know that the population went down to 200,000 people? You know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. Did we know that there was even an alien invasion 28 years later? Right. Like, that's my whole thing. It's like, how do y'all even know this? Like, who was the person who went into the future 28 years and found out that there's these wild ass aliens that's whooping well, our see, ass? That's the thing. They never remember, they never went into the future. They went into the past. How did they go into the past? Like the movie started in 2022. Right, but the people that was the people that came from the, the the World Cup thing, those they were people from the future. You know what I'm saying? So everything about them was from the future. Then they came to the past to alert them and tell them that they needed their help. So once they got linked up with everybody, they was jumping into the future. That's why they were saying that the other people wasn't born yet. Exactly. So that remember that was the thing. That's why they said that everybody in that room at the time was 40 and up. Yeah. Because they had already been dead. And then everybody that was younger, they was getting trained to go do whatever it was that they was doing. Yeah, that's why they were sending everybody 40, because they were like, yo, every so basically everybody that got drafted. You was already dead with it before those 28 mm-hmm. years anyway. So if you died, it mm-hmm. wouldn't matter. And see, that's why I said them telling them when they died didn't make sense because now what if when they had went into the future and got the stuff, to, I mean, got the antidote to kill off the aliens and they come back and then now it happened. They killed the alien. What if they live past that now? Because maybe one of them died due to the aliens or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it just didn't to me the the telling of the death date thing never just made sense to me. That's it. So what if it's telling them their death date to be like for them to feel more like all right, well I'm gonna die within this time period anyway, so I might as well give my all within doing this to try to save the world. I don't I don't know. I mean, see, I don't I don't look at that like that. Like I don't think that happens only because. The death date thing to me, it kind of ruins the whole situation. 
Like, if you tell me I'm dying on this specific date and then we jump in, hell, what if we jump in two weeks from now? So you mean to tell me I got to worry about in two weeks, nigga, I might die? I mean, I know they're only there for seven days, but still, like, I might die in two weeks from now. So I basically know how my whole thing rock. What if y'all, what if, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if the date got messed up for real? So I don't yeah. know. That just, that just kind of threw me off. But, um, but them jumping into the future and, um, and actually seeing what they're going up against. I thought that that was interesting too, because they had, um, what is his name? They had Dorian who was on technically like his third tour. So this is like the, the third time he's even been there doing it. You know what I'm saying? He done killed a couple of them. He's used to killing them. So, you know, he's kind of like the, he's kind of like the, um, the big shot out of everybody without really being the big shot. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like the secret weapon in a, in a sense. Um, so what, what did you think about his character? Cause it was interesting. They ain't really give us too much about him. Um, but they gave us enough for us to know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he went the first time when he went the first time, most of his team got took out. And then, you know what I'm saying? From that point on, he just made it his duty to just keep going back as many times as he could. So what did um what did what did Dorian mean to you? Dorian meant a lot, and I was about to bring Dorian up when you talked about the death date thing because mm-hmm. the reason that Dorian was going on his third tour was because he had cancer. Yep. So he was dying anyway. Yep. So he was just like, yo, I'm gonna do as much as I can, kill as many of these things as I can. Mm-hmm. Because like Dorian whole thing was dying on his own terms. Yeah, like he wanted to die the way that he wanted to die. Like he didn't mm-hmm. want cancer to be like the death of him. I think that he, I just think that he just wanted to basically die on his own terms. I, I and I, I thought it was dope because when he was going into it, he was saying like, "Yo, you basically you go into this for yourself." Like, like he was telling he was telling Dan like, "Yo, this ain't no hit squad." Like, you know, yeah. we out here for ourselves. Like, you can't train them to be like, yeah, you was in the Marines, but you can't train them to be Marines. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you can't be out here trying to save people. So he made that evident. But then at the same time, when there was time to save somebody, Darren did. You know what I'm saying? Well, he didn't, he, the crazy thing, too, is they kind of like <laughs> just threw them into the into the battle, bro. Like they didn't get him no training. Well, true, but also at the same time. Now, but when you have a movie, if everything go, like when 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 you put a plan into the movie, mm-hmm. if everything goes right, then it's not going to really be a good movie. Like you got to. Well, no, nah, like they could have gave him a training montage, man. They didn't even give him a training montage. They just was like. Hey, here you guys go. You know what I'm saying? We're going to show y'all how to do some things. Oh, no. Y'all got to go to battle. It's time for y'all to go shoot some stuff. Like, that was not... Like, they ain't get these niggas no, no uh, trigger practice, no nothing. True. But they were supposed to have that day to do yeah. it. But what ended up happening was that, that team that was already in the future got captured. And mm-hmm. what... 
um, Miri Foster wanted was she wanted that team to go in to try to save yeah. her lab team, basically, because they were trying to come up with this formula to kill, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, these aliens. And it turned into a rescue mission. And but what I was saying, according to plan, everything going according to plan was when they did the jump, something happened. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers start falling from the sky. That wasn't Man, supposed to happen. Oh, <laughs> that was not supposed to happen. Oh, bro. So they lost half of the team on them just more than half of the team. Yeah, Niggas because we really, on the side of the building, they're smacking the pavement. Luckily, you know what I'm saying? The ones that landed in the pool water did, but for the rest of them, boy, that was all bad, man. Man, all bad. Because you're right, it's way more. Man, they lost they lost like 70% of the people. Tell me. Just, just on the jump because of something happened while they were sending the people there. But mm-hmm. I thought it was dope that that uh Darian Darian, wasn't it? Dorian, no Dorian. Dorian. Um yeah. Dor- I thought Dorian was a very uh interesting character, man. Um he he was he was one of my favorite because he he wasn't what they tried to like paint him to be. Like he tried to mm-hmm. be like this I mean, I don't really I don't want to call him a badass, but Nah, he was, was he was more like a, a introverted, hard nose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to the yeah. point kind of guy. When, like you said, in actuality, he wasn't really like that because that, you know what I'm saying? Like when they had came back from the original mission, he was making jokes with Charlie. You know what I'm saying? Him and Charlie was, you know what I'm saying, making jokes, and then Charlie was like, um, he he said something to, to um to Dan, and he was like, um, yeah, you know, I can survive it. I can survive anything. I've been through this. And then, you know what I'm saying, he was messing with Charlie. He was like, no, you can't. You know what I'm saying? They both laughed and walked off. So, yeah, like, it was it, – That's a, it's an interesting way to see him um, kind of develop. And they, they kind of developed him super fast, too. Like, that yeah. that ain't a usual – you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that wasn't, like, a usual thing. Like, usually it takes an a entire movie, you know what I'm saying, for um, – for a character to develop that's especially with that complex of, you know what I'm saying? A background or a storyline or whatever. But for him, it was like, boom, boom. And then it was like, that's it. Another interesting point about this movie though, um, is the first part of the movie is probably about like what? 25, maybe 20 minutes. And then the rest of it is literally them trying to figure out how to get this, uh, antidote. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it goes, it's basically the, the story is them really trying to figure out this antidote because they end up catching the queen. Um, once they catch the queen, uh, they realize that somehow she's detoxifying her body because they shooting them with some kind of poison or whatever. And all the worker, it's like, I guess it's like a beehive or whatever. All the workers end up dying, but the queen is the only one who's surviving. She's the only one who ain't dead yet. So, um, they find a way to capture her. They capture, um, they find, they get her, they get her blood or whatever. And then they trying to sedate her while everything happening. But after a while, the sedation start wearing off, the more and more they're giving it to her because her body getting used to it. So, um, she wake up and it's, it's hell to pay. You know what I'm saying? And that's when they get busy. Um, as far as action scenes, 
um was the lab scene or the very ending of getting him back to um the launch pad was which one of those scenes were the best to you as far as the action i would say i would say the best scene was when when they i mean dude it's kind of got to be when they attacked the the facility man like mm-hmm. when they found out what a queen was mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna say man. too but it got real but i'm that's talking what I'm about saying, like bro that's why i said like the way they got over them walls that's why i said bro it's amazing that they was able to get as far back and to get 28 years in the past with them still being able to get over the wall and attack them and do everything because it's like if they wanted to, they could have just unleashed the all-out attack, and then it would have never been nothing. You know what I'm saying? So the fact yeah. that they did enough work to be able to get 28 years down the line or 28 years back in line, like that's that's amazing. It it is it is. What what was uh what was your favorite? Um, it's the same one. It's the one where you know what I'm saying, yeah, with with Dan, they trying to get Dan to the launch pad so he can go back in time and um basically talk to the scientists and get everything said and done. But I just thought that was super interesting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause the way that they made it seem was like that they had it all sealed off. You know what I'm saying? They ain't had to worry about none of that. But then it's like, soon as they found out that they had that queen and she was able to make that noise, it was like, yo, all that went to, went to dust. All that was a wrap. They didn't care how high them walls was. They got up there and they, you know what I'm saying? They, um, they made it happen. They, you know, what I'm saying they they attacked. Um, what do you think of the aliens? The aliens were, who, yo, these motherfuckers, but <laughs> it, it was it was what I what I really liked about the concept of the aliens was mm-hmm. they didn't do anything that was that's already been done. Yeah. Exactly. So that was the one great thing that I liked about it. Like they went with a whole different body type. It went with it, it's never been well, at least I haven't seen one because I, I I'm not the alien expert movie watcher, but you never really seen like aliens just out feeding on mm-hmm. any and everything. Mm-hmm. So I thought that the direction that they took to take it to where they're down here. Now they explain it. Um, I was I was gonna get to it because I wanted to uh touch on another point, but as far as what I thought of them, I thought that it was great for them to come up with their own version because mm-hmm. you never want to I mean you can take an idea that was great and try to do your own version of it and make it better, but it seemed like these people took their own version of aliens. And made these motherfuckers like the ultimate killing machine. Cause like you said, yeah, they man. had these they had these shields on their back where they would turn mm-hmm. their back and the bullets would just bounce off. They could shoot these dark things at you. Yeah. And it's just like they only really had like two or three vulnerable spots, like the head, the neck, and the stomach, and that was mm-hmm. it. Like it was dude. And they was extremely smart. Extremely yep. smart. Yep. So, um, what was the point that you was gonna get into? Okay, right. 
So Dan and his team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they had they had to they had to do this. So they got the antidote thing that they wanted on that mission. So that because he wasn't able to save the team, but they was able to get the antidote things this uh that the colonel asked them to get. So they're running. They lost a lot of their team. Huge explosion because they were doing an airstrike. He wakes up in this hospital. Uh, he sees Charlie. Him and Charlie walk out. They see uh, Dar- uh, Darian. And so they're like, yo, Dan Foster. He's like, yo, what's up? They're like, yo, the colonel wants to talk to you. So he goes over there. And he sees the colonel. And he looks at her. Mm-hmm. And so, but, you know, it's nothing yet. So then... She's like, I'm Colonel Foster, Forster. He's like, Forster, her. Huh? And he's looking at her like, where are your people from? And yeah. then and then she said the same place your people from. And he's like, How do you spell that Forster? And, she, and then uh she's like, with one R, two R. He's like, she's like, one R. Mm-hmm. And so then it hits him. Cause he realizes that he's 28 years in the future. And he realizes that it's Miri as an adult. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, the last time I saw you, <laughs> you were nine years old. You know? So I thought that that was dope the way that they introduced that. But she brought him there for a reason. And that reason was he was the smartest person that she knew. And then she knew that technically, he was there on borrowed time because in her lifetime, he's already died. Yeah. So what I thought was dope was for him to have a conversation with with his grown-ass daughter and then to find out that she went to MIT, she got into the same field that he got into, but because of circumstances, she had to do that to even do her lab work because she had to basically turn her science brain into how to inject this mother alien so that her body couldn't fight off these toxins. Mm -hmm. So what did you think about that dynamic of the movie? Um, I thought that was dope, man. Um, for them to bring that back around full circle, you know what I'm saying? For um, for for them to show the dynamic between those two early on in the um in the movie, like literally damn near at the beginning of the movie and through, and you know what I'm saying, and throughout it, and then to also bring it around at the end, you know what I'm saying, with not just um, not just her. You know what I'm saying? Basically being able to know him a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? But also with the fact that, you know what I'm saying, her knowing that he died already and then having to go back and get him and, you know what I'm saying, go through that process. So, like, because remember, um, she told him, she was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying, it was tough talking to you, you know what I'm saying, after what you did, you know what I'm saying? And then he had to find out everything and why they, you know what I'm saying, why she was mad at him and, all those, you know what I'm saying, everything like that. So for them two to end up basically getting to know each other, coming together and building the um and fixing their relationship 
oh, especially over trying to save the world, basically, by finding out the, this antidote. Um, it just made it that much better. You know what I'm saying? It made that dynamic that much better. It made you, you know what I'm saying, smile on the inside. Like, damn, like, that's dope as hell. They got, you know what I'm saying, come back together. And then he actually got to see his daughter grow up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got to see his daughter as an adult and what she, you know what I'm saying, what she accomplished, what she, what she could become. So, you know what I'm saying? That kind of gave you, like, some chills, too. Like, damn, like, how would it, you know what I'm saying, how would that be if I was in that situation? So it was interesting to see, but I liked it, though. Man, I can't imagine, like seeing my <laughs> seeing my kid, like looking at him one day, fourteen, and then next thing you know, this motherfucker forty something, just like, mm-hmm. just like, just like what? That's crazy. Like, yeah, that was that was wild, and and I love that dynamic. And then also for her to tell him that he ended up doing the same thing his father did, mm-hmm. and I thought that, and I thought that that also made him look at his father different to realize that yo like i ended up doing the same thing i i did the same thing that he did and what i'm thinking is well what i'm wondering was that the version of him that left i wonder was it the version of him after where it had to be had to be i don't know see that's what confused me was did he ever go off to war or just something just happened? No, I know what it was. Never mind. I'm sorry. I, I know what it was. After he got denied of that job, he basically yeah. fell in depression. Like because he didn't he didn't get to get that job. And I'm thinking that it affected him so much that he was basically just living in limbo and then just end up really like leaving his family because he was so he was so broken up in the start about not getting that job. So I think mm-hmm. that that was the version that she lived through and, mm-hmm. and his wife had went through. So, but to piggyback off what you were saying, they was able to come up with this antidote and he was able to bring it back to present time. Yeah. Now, what I thought was dope was, so they get to the airport, they bring him home and like he's like shell-shocked, you know what I'm saying? Right. His wife right. is giving him a hug, he's shaking, and like he don't even really know how to interact with her. But when he saw his daughter, like he was just enamored with seeing his daughter. And he remembered what she said. Yeah. And what I mm. liked about it was when when they were at home and his wife woke up and he wasn't in the bed, he was sitting there watching his daughter sleep. Mm. And so him and his wife start having a conversation. And so she was like, he he tells her, like, yo, Miri was there. She's like, what you mean Miri was there? Like, <laughs> our grown-ass daughter was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was basically running things. She gave me the antidote that I can't even do nothing with because of the portal thing. The uh, mm-hmm. the transport them from time to time had was a damage when they attacked the facility because it went offline. Mm-hmm. So she comes up with, with a great idea of oh man i forgot what her idea was so he ended up going to darian and then darian and him ended up going to charlie mm-hmm. so charlie works at this lab and he and he needed darian's uh claw thing yeah and come to find out the claw thing had ash all over it from yeah. the volcano 
So they're like, yo, do you know any volcano experts? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love that kid. Because, okay, so we rewind for a second. We rewind for a second. So, so when he was teaching in class, he was teaching in class, and he asked the question, and, he, and one person raised their hand. <laughs> he was like, do anybody else want to say else. something? Anybody, anybody. Else. Nobody raised their hand because they're like, yo, all you talk about is volcanoes, my guy. Like, mm -hmm. we don't care. Like, we do not care about volcanoes. That's all you talk about. Right. So they asked him. So fast forward back. They're like, yo, do you know any volcano experts? This motherfucker go to class. <laughs> and that kid, yo, listen, I know it's cheesy, but I love when they have like a kid turn yeah. out to be like, the person that gives you that answer mm -hmm. to solve the problem, I thought that was dope. I love how they yeah. put that in there like that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, and then, you know, they say the damn day. Man, hold on. You can't just say it like that, man. They so, did. I mean, yeah, it did, but like, I mean, I mean, what they ended up doing was the kid gave them an answer of like, how does pinpoint where it came from and then come to find out the whole mm -hmm. moral of the story is these motherfuckers been here not only have they been here they crashed here decades ago decades upon decades ago because they were mm -hmm. saying what they found in the claw was it was it was old volcano ash but it also had like like ice like like particles of ice so they yeah. was like, yo, like, they didn't, that was like, how could they have claws, well, how could they have ash under their claws? And it was like, they wasn't digging down, they was digging up, because mm -hmm. they was buried, they, they was, ended up being buried here, but at the same time, they was like, well, what took them 20, was well, so much time to do something, because these motherfuckers had to thaw out. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about not only are these motherfuckers as vicious are they, as they are, is that they can be froze to death mm -hmm. and still fall survive. out and still survive. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. It's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. These, these, so, these motherfuckers. Serious. Speaking of this, right? Because this, this is an interesting thing. We're going to go on a tangent real quick. So, all this shit that's happening in Alaska and in the Arctic and in Antarctica and all this, how, you know what I'm saying, glaciers is melting and all that, do you think that it's a possibility that it could be something like that in one of these glaciers? Dude, I think that it's a possibility that these... Okay, I got a great question for you. And you already mm -hmm. heard the question. Because I know you listened to Brilliant Idiots last week. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to propose this question to you because I think we can combo this. Okay. Would you rather see, would you rather have 25% of space discovered or the uh, bottom yeah. of the ocean discovered? 100%, 100%. Or the 100% of the, of the ocean yeah, discovered? 100% of the ocean. I don't give a damn about space. See, I said the same thing. The reason I say that is because you just said the ice of the glaciers. Mm -hmm. 
Could these motherfuckers be at the bottom of the ocean too? That, that, uh, yeah, you're right about that. That's a, that's actually a good point. But no, I'm just saying, like, because as far as just going off of what they said, like, you know, they had to thaw yeah. out and then they had to climb through the volcanoes. But um, I'm just saying, like, because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been seeing reports to where, like, they found, like, a, um, a million-year-old disease that or they th- what's something that they think is a disease. They found, like, a worm that was around during the dinosaurs and, like, all this other stuff. And I'm like, man, they finding a whole bunch of shit in Antarctica that they ain't supposed to be finding. So True. I'm just saying, like, you know, they getting that ocean, they really gonna find something. This is true. This is true. Uh, but to go off of the concept of the movie, like, yo, I, I don't, I don't think it's far fetched because yeah. it's like there's always these theories of. What if aliens was walking among us? Mm-hmm. And it's like we always are expecting to be like, yo, well, we we didn't see nothing come from the sky. There's nothing. It's like, well, what if they're already here? And it's what yeah. if they get came? What if they are somewhere hiding out at the bottom of a frozen volcano or some shit? And it's just mm-hmm. like they come up whenever they feel like it and get enamored with our world, learn us, learn our mannerisms know how we are. They know how calculated we are, like all that type stuff. I don't think it's the false fake idea because I was always under the belief of you really want us to believe. So y'all say that y'all was able to get all of these advanced cameras out here and discover like nine, ten planets. I don't know where it is. You know my stance. I've been saying the same thing, bro. You telling me you get all the way up in space, go to the moon and do all this. But you can't go all the way to the bottom of the ocean, bro. I mean that too, that too. But well, they have machines that could go down as far as like they got pictures of the Titanic. You know what I'm saying? So they I mean, able the to go that deep. The Titanic ain't like nowhere near the bottom of the ocean, though. I mean, it's like, at the bottom of the ocean, but it's at the bottom no. of the Atlantic. That's what I'm saying. That ain't the bottom. Like that's not the furthest point of the ocean. Though. Yeah, I mean the furthest point could probably be in the Pacific or something. That's what I'm saying. So, so you mean to tell me you can get all the way down there to see the Titanic? I mean that's cool and all, but it's it's parts of the ocean that's so deep to where light don't even reach them. True, and it's pressurized to the point where it probably crushed even the machine that's just sitting down there. That's what I'm saying. But, so how the hell can you get a, a a camera all the way to the moon? How can you get a rocket ship all the way to the moon? So think about this though, right? Because the further you go up in the air, it's supposed to be the opposite of the further you go down into the earth, right? Mm-hmm. So if you go all the way down in the water, that's crushing you. That means that if you go all the way up in the air, that's supposed to expand you, right? If you believe that that, that's the theory, then I would believe so. Okay, so if if that's the thing, how the hell you get all the way to the moon without blowing up? That I don't know. Because from the way that they do it, it's just like you gotta have those two rockets on on top of like the two or three that's already on the actual plane. Then they drop mm-hmm. the one things. And then that's my thing. 
do they pick those damn things up? Like those big ass rocket things that they just drop off. Like, do somebody go clean know. that shit up? But I got another. Just... I'm with you on that. I don't know. I, we got to look into that. But I got another question too, right? So, <laughs> and this is this is this is one thing I always thought about. I never told this to anybody, but I always thought about this, right? So mm-hmm. they say that there's no oxygen in space, right? That's what they say. That's they, that's that's the thing. There's no oxygen in space. So how the hell can they shoot a rocket and then have it use uh engine fuel in space if it ain't no oxygen? It wouldn't burn if it wasn't no oxygen. I don't know. I don't know because I fire fire need oxygen to burn, right? That it does. And See? What I don't know, because see, I'm not, I've never researched anything in that capacity. Like I'm, I'm about, I'm about the conspiracies. Like I don't mm-hmm. have anything to back what I think or what I say. So I'm not sure how it does that. But yeah. the point that I was gonna make though was, if y'all can give us pictures of Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto, Neptune, Mars, all this type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, as far as we know, there are different planets out there. As far as we know. And yeah. you're saying that Earth is the only one that got living quote-unquote beings or whatever. Hey man, I'm with you on this one. Don't make no sense and- to me. That's why I've always felt this thing of like, yo, like, how you gonna tell me like we like we are the only one? So that's mm-hmm. why, like, I would say it's not far fetched that these motherfuckers are here hiding out, either waiting for the perfect time, or maybe they just just chilling because they could be just chilling. Like, look, mm-hmm. these humans, they might be looking at us like, yo, they dumb as fuck. So we just gonna sit hey, here, man, I'm to tell you. and we gonna we we gonna wait it out because they're gonna all kill themselves, and we can just take over this planet. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. could just be waiting on our own destruction, and or a situation where the air or whatever gets so polluted or whatever. I mean, like, we could be our own demise. You know what I'm saying? It could be mm-hmm. a situation where we could fuck up the air so much to the point where we can't breathe here. They now, you know, being, being able to adjust to breathing any kind of air, and, and they'll be good. So, I I don't know. Dude, I got I got a whole bunch of, like, alien little theories. But, like, but what you're saying, I'm like, but for me to try to make sense of, like, how oxygen could burn up there when mm-hmm. there's no oxygen, you know, I'm not well versed in that type shit. I can give you these theories all day, but like, I'm not. I ain't gonna say smart enough. It's just I never researched of like how they're able to make it to the moon if they made it to the moon, and all all that little stuff. So I'm just because I'm just really just tripping off of because I remember like like. Five, maybe eight years ago, I 
think, if I'm not mistaken, it was either Pluto or Neptune was quote unquote the furthest planet away from the sun. Pluto. And then they said then they discovered a new one. Planet. No, they said it wasn't a planet. It was um like a dwarf star or something like that. And then yeah, you're right. Then after that, they said it's another planet out there. I forgot what name it was called, but it was another planet behind Pluto that they found. But I'm like, man, I don't, I don't believe in none of that stuff, bro. Like, ain't no way. How, how, uh, it's gonna be a planet all these years? You done made us remember all these planets. Now all of a sudden, Pluto yeah. ain't no damn planet. Yeah, this is the solar system, kids. And then it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. we were wrong about the solar system. And then, then they talking about people buying stars and stuff. How you buy a star? Get the fuck out of here. That's another that's another time for another podcast. But I like I said, we was gonna go off on the tangent. I knew that's why I went ahead and gave that little disclaimer out, man. But um it's fire flame time, man. Are you ready? Oh yeah, let's go. Let's get busy. Yoga fire, yoga flame. All right, man. So for that, for God dang it, oh, I was I was on a roll. Uh, so for those of y'all, man, that's new. Um, what we do here is called the Fire Flame. It's basically where we give our rating from one to five, five being the best, one being the worst. Of you know, what I'm saying the Fire Flame emojis. Um, and we do this with every movie, every TV show. So um, I took the first. I think I went first last time. I think yeah, it's on you. Did. It's on so, me. Uh, you know, watching this movie, man, and and then finding out, like, like, dude, they already on a sequel. So mm-hmm. I think that that's dope. I think the way that it ended, I think that that was dope. That you know, that him, his dad, Dorian, you know, died the way he wanted to die. Mm-hmm. Took the whole plane out or whatever. But um, I love how they came up with their own ideas. I love how they came up with where it wasn't just a sci-fi movie that was about aliens. They added time travel. They added yeah, uh, whole new concepts and all that type stuff. I love the way they was able to figure that out. Um, they had good actors. Uh, you know, everybody know, you know what I'm saying? The, the main man, um, you know, Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't say old girl name. Yvonne, I'm not even going to try. Um, but she fine as hell though. Uh he had JK Simmons in there, uh Sam Richardson, um Edwin Hodge, you know what I'm saying? We all know his brother, you know what I'm saying? So it was great to see him, you know, in here as well. Oh, that's, uh, that's um Aldous Hodge's brother. Yeah. They look okay. just alike. Yeah, I know that's how I was looking. I, I seen Edwin Hodge. I'm like, man, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean they had a they had a good cast. Um, but you know, with them already working on a new one, I mean, obviously they gotta. <laughs> you gonna be able to bring these people back? Nobody but Chris Pratt. But um, but nah, man. Uh, uh, honestly, you I, back. You could bring Miri back, but I, my my only thing about the sequel is, okay, that's gonna take us down a whole another wormhole. But um, real quick, real honestly, quick. I think I think the sequel is basically going to be the prequel, if if that make any sense. So they like basically show, yeah, like they basically show from the time that you know what I'm saying, like when she was a kid, 
to growing up into that and then them coming up with the way to go back 28 years later. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. It's 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 definitely gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but this this movie it caught fire and to the point where they're like, yo, let's let's go ahead, get into this bag and, and put another one out real quick. So um but honestly I, I like I like the concept of it. Um, I'm gonna give it, man. I'm gonna give it a four, man. I wasn't okay. mad at it. I, okay. I like I like I like what I watched, man. Um, uh, and then like I said earlier, like dude, this was like a sci-fi slash horror movie, man. Like these mm-hmm. aliens weren't they weren't playing. Like mm-hmm. they, and then and then dude, they adapt. Do you remember the scene? When they was uh when they was trying to uh capture the female one, and then mm. when they finally captured her, these motherfuckers start jumping off the ledge and they had and they, start, they start that thing to start fun- Yeah. No, but Why? not even that. Not even that. The fact that remember when they was going down the um when they was going down the, the tunnel stairs, you know what I'm saying? They kept going around when they was getting shot, they was literally walking and then turning their back to the shot and then turning back around when they was reloading. So yeah, they was like you said, they was smart as heck, bro. Yeah, they was, yeah. they was. But I'm gonna give them a four, man. Okay. Um. So for me, man. Um. I like the cast. You know what I'm saying? J.K. Simmons. You can never go wrong with him. Ohio native. Um. You know what I'm saying? Chris Pratt in the middle of you know what I'm saying doing his thing with Marvel. He came and gave us an extra movie, which is also cool. Um. You know what I'm saying? Um. What is his name? I gotta I gotta shout him out. Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson. The first time I ever saw him was um Mike and Dave need wedding dates or whatever that movie is called. But he was playing their sister's fiance, who was the one that was getting married. And he did great in that movie. That's my first time seeing him. Him being comic relief is great. Like he is hilarious. So he did a great job in it. Um now now that I know that this is Aldous Hodge's brother, it makes sense as to why he played the part he played. Um, but the story was amazing. Um, the graphics were amazing. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't too uh it wasn't too CGI-ish. You know what I'm saying? It, it didn't look too um it didn't they didn't try to make it look so real, they ended up making it look fake. Uh, I thought it was um I thought it was dope on the fact that the aliens was actually killing people. And not like, you know, it was barely one where, you know, somebody almost got got and didn't get got. Like, they was off rip going into it. The action in it was great. I like the um, I like the twist of, you know what I'm saying, him going into the future and meeting his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was dope. Um, it was a few things that I didn't like here and there, but it wasn't really anything that was too bad. I'm giving it a four and a half. Okay. He put the half on that bad boy. Okay. I, I highly recommend this movie to anybody that wants to watch, bro. This is pretty good. And and then on top of that, it was an Amazon Prime joint. Like I said, they didn't miss with with the, between this and without remorse, man. They have not missed. They did two great jobs on these uh last two movies. They did. I'm with you on that one. They 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 really doing a really good job, man. But you yeah. remember I told you I felt like when it came to the bidding war, 
it felt like a Netflix movie. But yeah. I just think Amazon yeah. just beat them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really so. feel like Amazon beat them out. But Amazon so. made a good decision. They made a real Big great decision time. on that. Big time. Coming soon. You ready? Yeah, man. Uh, So how we going to do it? Oh, you got to play the music. My bad. Um, yep. You good. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah, man. So, um, usually, you know what I'm saying? We give y'all guys hints about how we're going to come up with the show. I mean, well, what we got going on next, what's the next episode. But you guys already know, um, we are doing the, um, documentary Evil Genius on Netflix. Um, uh, real quick synopsis, man. It's about a lady who basically, um, flirts with, uh this dude and she gets him to do her dirty bidding and she is <laughs> literally an evil genius um this is one of the most um this is one of the most shocking documentaries i have ever watched i'm not gonna lie to you because nothing about her looks like she could flirt with anything or anybody so the fact that she got this off, that's I was baffled through this whole thing. So what about you, bro? What's up, man? Um, you know, but it all started from a bank robbery mm-hmm. uh, where a dude had a bomb around his neck, and mm-hmm. a lot of times people might say, "Yo, I got a bomb around my neck." No, no, no. This motherfucker actually had a bomb around his neck with a timer and yeah. it blew up. So yeah, um, and they showed it. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Man, okay, <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> that's we'll that's what threw it. me for the loop. I that shit came out. I was like, oh shit, what is this? So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Friday, so, y'all, y'all, y'all stay tuned. Yeah, man, stay tuned. We got we got we got one coming for you, man. On um, this 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 one, this one gonna bring the heat. It's gonna be a lot of mm-hmm. information thrown at you real quickly, and mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be fun to do, man. So this this was a really great great watch. And if I were y'all, if y'all listen to this on this basically this Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? Y'all need to get these what like five, six episodes in because yeah. it's it's really a great watch. Right. That way y'all be able to keep up with what's going on. And then if not, man, make sure y'all go watch it. Also, man, if you haven't seen it yet and you listening to this, go check out Tomorrow War. Um yeah, man, that's 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 the one, man. Um, yes, sir. First and foremost, man, shout out to VJ. You know what I'm saying? She shouted this out on her uh, Murder V Rope pod that she just did. came out today. Um, she did it on... What's dude's name? Hold on. Um, Robert Hansen, the butcher baker of Alaska. Y'all go check that out. It's on all pods. It's called Murder V Rote. That's V with two E's. Um, y'all can check that out on all podcast platforms, uh, mainly Apple and Spotify. You can also check it out. Uh, you can follow her at VJ underscore Burton. Go follow her on Twitter. Um, show her some love. Follow the um, podcast as well at Murder V Pod. And um, follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. Um, on Instagram, Scoots Bronson underscore TV. You can also check out 15 Minutes of Fame, my other podcast, and um, 
You can follow us on Instagram at ViewAnonPod. You can also go to Facebook, follow us, and, and join up as well if you use Facebook at VAPod Watch Group. Yes, sir, man. Y'all can uh, follow me at Foster 8 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, same handle, 28 Minutes or Less Pie on Instagram, 28 Minutes or Less on Facebook. Let me see. The last, I put out a 28 minute. well, the last 28 minutes or less I put out uh, is still the one that I did on Lorenzo Fat Cat Nichols um, by the uh, American Gangster episode of season one. So uh, go check that out on all major platforms. Yes, sir. Um, man, listen, um, we got something cooking up right now. Uh, we got big announcements coming, like I said, within, within these next few episodes isolated society and we also got something else that we in the works uh, working on so you guys stay tuned man you guys keep your ears open keep them keep your eyes peeled ears open and um we'll be getting y'all very soon make sure y'all hitting up them socials make sure y'all um make sure y'all hitting us up man and um keep date so with that said thank you guys for tuning in we definitely appreciate it see you guys friday um, this is Viewers Anonymous. Like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.